Bangkok launches a revamped creator fund called the Creativity Program in Better. AI system detects strange signals of unknown origin in radio data. This AI-powered Seinfeld parody that's still running on Twitch. ChatGPT literally gaslit the journalist several times. <laughs> Welcome to our weekly tech review where we explore the latest trends, news and updates from the world of technology. VR, AR, blockchain, space technologies, AI, social media or consumer electronics, we cover it all. Whether you are a seasoned innovation expert or just starting in tech, this podcast is the perfect source for staying up to date with the constantly changing world of technology. On camera 4 today we have Chris. On camera 3, this is Vincent. On camera 2, we have Henrique. Henrique. <laughs> and on camera 1, this is me. Hi, I am Tarek. Henrique, I always have to call you Henrique with my very American accent. Tech Review is a collaboration of Ideas Engineering, Free Tech Academy, and Update. You can watch all episodes on YouTube or listen to us on all major podcast platforms, such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts, while you work out, drive, or maybe even travel through space. You know exactly who I'm talking to. And we are going to start with... Vincent! No, up here. Oh, it's me! Yeah! Oh... <laughs> Vincent, Alec do you want to, to start? start again? So, <laughs> Vincent, do you want to start? No, I will. I, I, I will. I will bend before the my almighty uh, random generator. I, I heard voices. That All said, hail the generator! <laughs> I heard voices that said, uh, "Don't follow the random generator anymore." But I can. I can jump in uh, with my first article for today, and it is about social media. I read on TechCrunch that TikTok launches a revamped creator fund called the Creativity Program in Better. Yeah, and this means um, that uh, they aim to provide higher revenue and opportunities for creators. Uh, the program is currently invite-only with eligibility criteria, criteria not disclosed, uh, but we already know that uh, creators must be over 18 with an account in good standing to qualify. And TikTok developed a program uh, called ba based. They developed this program based on feedback on their current earning opportunity, um, where some people are criticizing very low payouts. Uh, we know this as the Creator Fund in the past. Um, and this one launched in 2020 with $1 billion commitment over three years, which is going to end now in 2023. And uh, to join this new program, creators must create original videos longer than one minute. This is new. The new program includes a dashboard with insights into estimated revenue, video performance metrics and analytics, and video eligibility requirements. And once you are enrolled, creators cannot revert back to the creator fund. So uh, it is expected that once you move over to the new one, the old one will die out until at one point of time they are going to shut it down because it will not be funded anymore. And the US launch follows testing in France and Brazil, with the expansion planned soon uh, into the rest of the world. The creativity program marks TikTok's expansion of its earning opportunities for creators, and we already know these new plans for monetization from YouTube, who also started sharing their ad revenue with uh, their short creators this month. 
And TikTok's new program shows that the company is committed to finding new ways to reward its creators and they are keep they keep attacking YouTube with their long format uh, um, videos. And we, we already saw that TikTok now opened also their, um, the length of the videos from three minutes now to up to 10 minutes. And soon I think uh, people are going to expect TikTok to offer the same, use, the same usability and the same features as we see on YouTube. And I think they already have more traffic than YouTube on their platform. And so it becomes really, really interesting to see what TikTok is offering in, in, in the future in comparison to, I call them their main competitor, YouTube. Yeah. And I, as a TikTok and YouTuber, I'm very excited about all of these features because more com competition on these platforms means uh, more opportunities for the content creators to thrive there. Any thoughts? Vincent? <laughs> Sorry, yes, I unmuted myself. I think it's very interesting. I read that TikTok is also using this uh, program to uh, raise the bar because obviously the creator fund was, even though they, I think, changed some of the criteria, is something that was launched when TikTok was still a organically so much growing platform that it was there were less big creators and everybody had better chances. I mean, you, you, we experienced it ourselves um, to grow. Um, now with um, actually the organic growth to plateau in the US already in the last quarter on TikTok. Uh, TikTok is raising the bar with this and I'm expecting them to. Um, so I'm really interested in seeing the core uh, values that you need to reach in order to be eligible to, to that fund. So, for example, I'm right now expecting them to raise the bar up to 100 to 150k of following yes. at least. Um, I think that live will play a big role because they know how that keeps people on the platform. Um, maybe even likes on lives and maybe even revenue on lives would be an interesting KPI to measure. I think the interest, the most interesting part in this is that TikTok has now created so many different, it has brought so many different features to the accounts, to the platform, to the whole environment, that there is so much more they could choose from in order to verify someone for that program or not, slash meaning to motivate people to engage more in lives, for example, even though the account that I, for example, still have, uh, from back in the day with uh, i think top time it was 85k in following i would i never try to go live because it was just not something i do uh, due to the content that i was creating we were creating and i think this is tiktok way now to encourage them i think the downside of this is that it i'm expecting it to be way too small again which i think meta currently is tackling with the new ref share program just as youtube will so i'm really excited to see that because i think if tiktok fucks up this creativity program um they will see the creators leaving um, because they're not rewarding them with uh the put uh, option to link out they're not rewarding them uh, with the creativity program or the creator fund so i'm really excited to see what they're measuring and I'm really excited to see how big this program actually in the end will be slash how they will evaluate who gets what. Because if it's based on the program of the creator fund, 
this will not be enough to keep creators on that platform. Right, absolutely. And I think it is kind of a dangerous course that they are going into right now because uh, from feature perspective and monetization perspective, YouTube was always the more attractive uh, platform for creators. The only thing that TikTok had uh, was the users and uh, the the great way of swiping to very short short form content. And if TikTok is now starting to push long term videos without offering like the same usability and searchability and these these features, it might be very uh, dangerous if they are then losing their their users because maybe they do not like to see three or 10 minute long videos. Um, or as you said, if, if the creators are not happy with these new options, uh, it, it might be that they lose the, the one thing that they had, like the, the big base of, uh, of users. Just because maybe the, just adding that, just because I think the options are so similar. This is, this is I think, something that we don't pay enough attention to. YouTube doesn't have really big options. Uh, to choose from if you don't want to go on YouTube. Yes, you can go on other platforms, but all of those platforms just do not serve the same amount of users, the same amount or a similar amount, uh, the similar experience when it comes to growth uh, like um, YouTube does. Right. And for TikTok now, the situation is much more dangerous because now there is Meta heavily pushing onto Reels so heavily that it will at a certain point become dangerous for TikTok. Um, and YouTube does exactly the same, offering this extremely attractive monetization options, just as you said. So I think from being the one and only creating or having this amazing new technology of algorithmic and suggestive cert, um, served content now being one of several options. And if they don't, and, and if they're not careful, people will just switch because the, the competitors are not ones where you have to log onto a new account and start from scratch. Usually creators on TikTok are creators on YouTube. There are creators on an Instagram. So, they can switch in a second because they already have access to those platforms right. and to the audience. Right. And now this. Let's continue with Chris. AI again. What a cool use case, actually. AI system detects strange signals of unknown origin in radio data. So this might be about alien life, but might also not be the situation. So... Let's look into the article. The article actually is indeed about discovering alien signals with uh, artificial intelligence. And uh, it tells about the research of a team at the um, University of Toronto. And they applied a newly developed AI technology actually to a data set. And that's the interesting thing that had been examined already, like some years before, like in 2017, I think. And at that time, they did not find anything interesting in, 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 in that data set. But now... Now that the AI actually that was specifically trained for looking for um, signals which um, might be artificial, right? So signals that cannot be generated uh, by by natural um, astrophysical processes. So now um, this uh, AI was quite successful in searching well 150 terabytes of data and um, was looking at. Uh, 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 hundreds of thousands of stars and um, 
what what they found actually was that in the old data there um, was indeed signals which had not been found beforehand and that was eight signals of interest uh, which uh, are all relatively close to our solar system or between uh, 30 and 90 light years away and um, yeah so this is what the ai found in contrast to the um, examination in 2017 and uh, the group from universal university of toronto actually published that in um, nature nature astronomy and um, by doing so, they showed that the AI system beats the classical algorithm, which they have used like five or six years ago, massively in signal detection tasks. And uh, that was not that uh, um, not that a big surprise, but nonetheless, it was quite impressive. And um, what what we also have to say is um, before like. Uh, UFO believers come out now, um, the AI has not detected direct evidence of extraterrestrial intelligence, right? So <laughs> what they have detected is nonetheless um, something which is called techno signatures. And that is a form of signal um, that would, as I've said before, that is generated uh, what cannot be generated in a natural process, natural, natural astrophysical process. And uh, the hypothesis behind that is that these techno signatures are kind of an indicator showing the presence of a technology and therefore might be also showing or pointing to the existence of some kind of intelligence behind that so and that could be alien origin but that could also be some kind of well radio interference or something from um, human radio sources oh okay but nonetheless <laughs> yeah so right yeah i mean uh, <laughs> Nonetheless, what, what was really interesting that they found something where had not where there had not been anything beforehand. And uh, so they looked at these eight signals like from all these stars. And uh, unfortunately, they did not discover anything yet. They did. They could not redetect any of them. Um, so that was, well, kind of a downer. But nonetheless, um, what the results clearly illustrate is that in old data material, um, where there has not been found anything beforehand, now with AI, things can be found, signals can be found. And that actually is a great indicator, therefore, that the AI methods in the near future and also in the far future, apparently will have great importance for radio astronomy and indeed might also lead to um, exciting discoveries in the future, right? Maybe, maybe also the discovery of an alien space species. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, in terms of efficiency, I think this is very, very important that we, if we have this data and if we have something like alien signals in our data, it's important to not dismiss it because uh, our system is not smart enough to detect it. Yeah, But of course, if it's bringing up more false positives, it might also be a source for a lot of misinformation because we, we might get like our weekly uh, detection of some alien signals because our algorithm was so smart uh, and in, in reality it's it's all just uh, human radio interference <laughs> yeah this is this is not quite clear so i think the point here is time right which which makes the difference because um the last data set um, evaluation had been in 2017 that's like roughly six years from now on maybe there has been a um, kind of well alien signature of whatever kind 
And um, if you would have detected that at that point in time, like six years ago, ago, and then you would have gone there again and again, you might have redetected it uh, uh, again. Right. But now, six years later, um, maybe it was just like a spaceship flying by. Of course, now it's <laughs> it's elsewhere. So you would not um, uh, redetect uh, those signals nowadays. So you're a little bit late for that. Um, but. Again, so uh, like we have that in, in many other fields also that AI is just, and we had that also in, in all our tech reviews again and again, also in the last tech review, we had that topic. Um, the efficiency is rising, rising, rising by uh, unbelievable amounts. And it's just amazing to see what is possible with the development of AI in the various fields, not only the image uh, um, recognition or image uh, creation AIs, but also here a totally different use case, um, the detection of kind of alien signals in the universe. So that is, well, just amazing to have like technologies like these. And um, yeah, we are another big step heading into the future. And I always I'm want to have more alien news. Vincent. I this is too beautiful to, to, to end this topic <laughs> then, to say something else. Sorry. I, More yes. alien use. I, I like that. Okay, but that, that is now this. So we can do that. So Sorry, many, Chris. Many articles. <laughs> I, I never tried. I never did that because I thought, well, I don't. I do not want to be the UFO guy. But um, <laughs> I want to be the UFO guy. <laughs> yeah, it's not like you're the flat Earth guy. If you came now with articles about flat Earth, yes, probably a, a, an issue. Aliens, yeah, let's go. <laughs> totally fine. Okay, so there's there's no no big difference between flat Earth and aliens then. What about no, aliens? Uh, from the wait, so wait, that will wait, be my wait, next wait. article. That will be my. Next oh article. yes, <laughs> Fermi Fermi paradox rethought through AI. That escalated quickly. <laughs> yeah, that, well, that, now we are actually entering philosophical grounds again. Fermi paradox. Uh, like a discussion with an AI, so that that might be really interesting. So why did not anybody try that? Maybe somebody did already. Tarek, you, I think you have five questions free today on Bing. Maybe you ask it. So, but I actually wanted to jump to Henrique's arti article, which would be and this one. There we are. Yes. Did any one of you watch Seinfeld? Yes, this I did. This is the most Henrique article I've ever seen. That's a long time ago. <laughs> But that's really old, right? So that was in the 90s or so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It started in 89, actually. Just before, like, I think in one of the first episodes, they mentioned the the Berlin Wall at one point. And I was like, okay, <laughs> wow. <laughs> kind of old. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I remember that, actually. So I was um, already like a... Um, <laughs> sensible uh, thinking being at that time <laughs> oh, before you became that. human um, so you know Chris as much as I know and maybe the others have heard of it that Seinfeld is a show about nothing so I love the um, headline of nothing forever <laughs> when it comes to um, this AI powered Seinfeld parody um, that was apparently or is still running on Twitch. Um, I haven't heard about this before, but uh, it now was in the news because um, the show was actually suspended for about two weeks uh, because the 
um, yeah, main character, the Jerry Seinfeld-like character, made transphobic remarks in the show. Um, and so they now are like make, working on making sure that this doesn't happen again, but they also already said they cannot guarantee it. How did it all happen? Um, the company, um, yeah, like creating the show, Mismatch Media, they changed the AI model that is supporting the stream on Twitch. And they have been using um, GPT-3 Da Vinci, but that started to uh, malfunction and causing issues. So in order to keep the show running, they switched it to an older model called Curie, which I think is interesting, not, you know, like changing it to a more recent model, but changing it to an older model. But Da Vinci um, is, is the, the most recent one. Is it the so, newest? so there's there's nothing okay. nothing above well, then, Da Vinci. Well then that that would make sense. Okay. <laughs> I, I take that back. Um but yeah this move in the end caused those inappropriate comments because uh, they were generated. So and now what they do is they um, create an AI safety council slash team uh, to prevent that to happen again and, and also to figure out just mitigation strategies in general. And what they're also working on in parallel is introducing an audience interaction system to allow fans to also interact with the show and potentially message the direction that it's it's heading to so that they can early on um, kind of stop it from, you know, getting out of hand. And yeah, so this this was kind of the issue. But they, um, what I found interesting as well, because I mean, you see the picture there and how it looks like. I mean, I love Seinfeld, I, I, but I not really think that I would be into an AI generated Seinfeld show. Um, really, like in the long run, watching it continuously. But I mean, they working on it to run as long as possible and as long as it makes economically sense. Right now, it doesn't make sense economically. It's really uh, expensive. And they're working on, you know, a business model around it um, to, you know, like make it running for forever, for as long as the community wants it to. And I just thought like, okay, I, for maybe I'm not the target group. I'm not the community, although I love the show about nothing. But having this nothing forever, yeah, that's that what I just thought about. I don't know if there's really the, the audience for that. But apparently right now, there is. When I learned one thing from gaming, and I'm not a big gamer, but I do have a... I, I can be very, what is it called, nostalgic with old games. And when I learned something from from that world... It is that you might think that you will never attach yourself to something with bad graphics, but I can disprove you by saying I'm pretty sure on my Mac, uh, Mac I'm sorry, on my Windows, and I'm pretty sure at least on Tarix, I don't know about Chris, you will find something called DOS Machine that will <laughs> revive your old uh, DOS games, um, something like Police Quest or King's Quest or Doom or what or not. Sure. And the graphics you find there are the worst possible, but uh, you will waste hundreds of hours figuring out why the witch is getting you in King's Quest 2. <laughs> so that being said, I think as long as you're a Seinfeld fan, I'm pretty sure you will watch a few episodes and you realize that you don't even see the bad graphics anymore. Yeah. I could I'm actually yeah. curious to see, I mean, if you've watched Seinfeld, one of the funniest parts is that Jerry Seinfeld is such a bad actor and he doesn't care. Like, it's really, it's he's like, 
breaking character so many times and which makes it you know this whole thing really charming because you can just see that it, it that's just the charm of it in a way and i'm actually curious to see how this is mirrored in this ai generated show if it's you know like trying to be a perfect sitcom kind of thing or if in some one way or another they also um you know made it made it like that like imperfect uh, yeah yeah and what i was wondering when you said they they are not sure if they can make it economically attractive if i remember correctly for a show like the simpsons didn't they pay like millions of dollars for the the voice actors alone per episode and i could imagine that producing a show like that in the studio with real actors is very very expensive and so if i take this kind of money <laughs> that i pay for a real life show with actors or voice actors it should be possible to generate something like that with less money. <laughs> I, I mean, I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what they're working on. They want to make it like a like a whole tech platform and they want to build those business models around it. Um, and they also, I, I forgot that to mention, they on this platform, they want to enable creators to also make shows of their own, um, actually already within the next six to 12 months. So... Uh, there, there are ways of, of monetize this and not just having it as a very expensive running um, yeah, project. Yeah. As a content creator, I am very intrigued. <laughs> I want to do that. All right. Just saying it's called DOS, DOSBox and not DOS machine. <laughs> yeah, I'm not using DOSBox. I'm, I'm using uh, the Amiga emulator. I forgot its name. Yeah. Ah, yeah, it's less complicated, I think, right? Yeah. I mean, DOSBox you can do more with, but it's it's messing. It's I it's fucking annoying. Right, right. But, yeah, but that's is... that's the rocket science already. So <laughs> I was still working with the Commodore sixty four. So that was really basic stuff. But um, the same effect. I've spent half of my youth uh, actually um, playing all those eight uh, bit pixel games. Right. Yeah. I learned programming on the Commodore sixty four. So I know. <laughs> you see where it's, what did you where it got you what did you program uh, my my first programs were actually games it was uh like text-based adventures where you had like um the schwarze auge nice. yeah you had like four different options and then you had to press one two three or four to choose what path to go or which item to take and those are the the first application that i wrote in basic do you still have do you still have uh the games no, Can we I, play I, the games? No, 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 no. Was, no? I, I don't, I don't. No floppy, no floppy drive somewhere you have to install I in order to play them? I have a floppy drive, and I also have this, uh, like these floppy disks. Uh, wait. Who's that behind you? <laughs> That's Nicolas Cage, of course. Look what I have here. <laughs> How much is it? Uh, one one point four four megabytes. Wow! Of course, <laughs> who doesn't have these at home? <laughs> I'm old, <laughs> old enough. Yeah, All right. if you were really it's a collector's old, you... item. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but if you just... were really old, you would have like the three point five inch floppy disk things. No, I I don't have those anymore. But look, what is printed on there? Bundeseigentum, Tarek. But don't tell anyone. 
so worry. what I just nobody will say. ever know. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Now I understand how you how you got the big size working. <laughs> <laughs> what I wanted to say was And now this smooth transition to Vincent. Yes, my article is just in addition to what Henrique brought last week um, because I thought it was so interesting because uh, journalists of the information uh, tried out um, the Bing integration of ChatGPT and or OpenAI. And there it experienced, they experienced exactly what Henrique was talking about, but in a more heavy way, actually. Um, ChatGPT literally gaslit the journalist several times by saying things after asking repeatedly for things and not being satisfied with it. ChatGPT answered something like, maybe you misunderstood me, just as you described Hen uh, Henrik, sorry, Tarek. And um, yeah, I... I'm working to look today. Um, <laughs> and uh, no, just uh, exactly what you guys described. And I just thought that this take of gaslighting was so interesting um, because I thought, yeah, this is very human. Um, and also it kind of shows the, the bias, -D, I don't know, the being biased of the chat GPT integration of this or the open AI integration of this because yeah you could understand it that way right I mean you could say no it's a tech program that tells you just in a very different way hey I don't understand you maybe you misunderstood me in the way of saying it but you could also say uh, yes this is a very sassy program that uh, answers to your questions in a very sassy way because you are not satisfied with the way it's answering. Also, um, using um, the uh, OpenAI integration of Bing, the journalists tried to write exactly the article that we have in front of us, and they are very interesting. It the, the, the information out of Bing often was wrong. Just the issues that we experience with ChatGPT all the time. Basic things obviously were very easy to validate and were true, but we were we saw that also Bing is just not where Google is right now. And obviously that makes sense because Google had three decades to optimize their engine to the absolute ideal uh, standard. This is the top of the notch that we know in search engines is Google. So um, Bing will take time to get there. Only interesting, and then I'm, I'm through with it already, uh, is that Bing saw a huge spike in visits. And with this AI getting back better, I'm really interested and really keen on seeing where this is going. Uh, I believe in the future of Bing, honestly. I think that what Microsoft did there is exactly what they needed to dethrone, unthrone Google, I don't know, from its monopole. Um, usurp. Because <laughs> usurp. I'm sorry, yes, usurp, uh, because I think the time that Google needs to integrate this AI as well as uh, ChatGPT is already integrated and well, I'm saying, quote unquote, is exactly what they needed. I believe in it. We'll see how it happens. But right now the integration is fun. But beyond that, nothing. That's exactly also my point. Um, it's fun, but as you say, nothing. I'm actually wondering how does it work anyway? So if like you have, um, if you type in something into Google, you get like hundreds and thousands of results. With ChatGPT, you get like 
one? Uh, so it's a bit different. Um, Bing very clearly um, diversified the way of using Bing. So when you go to Bing.com, you will find the search engine and you will find the chat engine. The chat engine will answer things like the search engine does. Sometimes it also uses information there, but it is not, not as well uh, connected to the internet as Google's option, for example, is. And so the, to the user, it is very clear where you will find search results and where you will find chat results. The interface is just very different. I think it's very hard to compare that. But I think in the long term, the idea is that um, if you do not want to browse through the search results by hand, you can simply ask this virtual assistant to find the right answer for you. Expecting yeah, so Microsoft, for ex yeah. so so Bing as a Bing has an intro page for everybody who's part of the beta, just like I am and the journalist is, and I think Tarek, you're also part of the beta already. And one of the big examples that uh, in the onboarding in the tutorial, you want to call it that from Bing, is that Bing uh, shows you you could now ask, I want to prepare a three three what is it called courses three courses meal, uh, and two of them are vegan what can I do? And then Bing combines the power of linking out and uh, the chat possibility into one, in the end, iterary, ternary, ternary yeah, for the evening. And that's kind of interesting. But this is a very easy result. Obviously, most of our requests are tougher. <laughs> I could have needed that. I mean, think back how how well could, we could have needed it when we were looking for specific beta, uh, sorry, for specific uh, device drivers. You know, remember right. when you had to install a sound, sound card and then you were like, oh no, I need this version, but with with the with the column uh, with this uh, option B and not A, two fifty B from whatever, and then this would have been very helpful actually. All right, I need a disk drive matching this disk. Right, yeah. Looking forward to the new Bing. <laughs> Thanks so much for all of your articles. This is already uh, the end of this episode. Looking forward to see all of you next week when we say welcome to Tech Review again. See you then. Bye. Bye-bye. If you are hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, we here at Tech Review want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We hope this new episode was valuable for you. And if it was, please leave us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you are listening to us right now. Share this episode with others who could also like it. Do you have a topic that you'd like to see covered in future episodes? Don't hesitate to tell us in the comments or on social media. We hope you'll be back for the next episode.